Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Guys, everyone wants in on the quarterback. Let him have it. Everybody wants in on the quarterback convo. But, and we're going to get to some calls. 888 uh, say ESPN 729 3776. One of my um, favorite songs. Yeah. But, One of my but, favorite artists. That's who sings my yeah. favorite song. <laughs> oh, see, you did it to yourself just then. You did it to yourself just then. All right. So Somebody I talked about Yates before. Yeah, Where Yates, are you? you're right. It's just the open. I ain't pregnant. <laughs> All right. We were talking about how there's been a comparison mm-hmm. between Lamar Jackson and Jay who? Giannis. And Giannis and Tuttecumpo. Giannis. So like Prince. Baker Mayfield has not lived up to expectations in terms of being the number one overall pick. Right? He's a good quarterback, but he was the number one overall pick. His, his rival in his division, Lamar Jackson, has surpassed any expectation you could have put on him. Because unless you said he's going to be the best player in football one day and also like, be something that we've really never seen before on that level, like – he. He just has to win a Super Bowl now, right? That, that, that'll be it. Key, why does it feel like the goalposts keep get, getting moved on Lamar? Because, Jay, I know you think the same thing about Giannis. Well, I, 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 first of all, I think it goes all the way back to college. And then it goes back to a very well-respected uh, general manager, Bill Polian, who, you know, is just like one of my good buddies that when – Bill said that he probably should play another position potentially. That went crazy. People went crazy. And so when you start that with a well-respected general manager, Bill Polian, as well as college, when people start to say, okay, he's not in the top three quarterbacks, and then that draft comes and he goes at 32, and you start to look at all that, and people just start to move the goalposts. Oh, well, he can't really throw. He can't do this. He can't do it. But every single game, every single week, every single year, you move the goalpost five yards, he moves it up 20. Then you try to move it back another 25, <laughs> and then he moves it to midfield. In other words, he, he so surpasses what the, what the goalpost you yes, set. It's like you set it up at the two-yard line, he moves it to his two-yard line. Then you say, well, he threw an interception. Then you move it into the stands, and then right. he gets it back to the 20. And you just keep moving it instead of leaving it where it belongs and enjoying it and saying, damn, he's special. Mm-hmm. He's really special mm-hmm. where he started, right? 32 pick. But here I'll throw one in there, bam. The little guy, Mighty Mouse, Kyle. who I've learned to love in Arizona. The goalpost has never moved on him other than his size because no one ever said he shouldn't be a quarterback. No one ever said, why don't you go play baseball? He was the number one overall pick. And his team is six and zero, oh. so no one's moving to go doing the same. No why, damn, doing the same damn thing Lamar doing. I think that's because Lamar preceded him. When you have a trailblazer, when you have a guy who's doing it at a certain level, then that paves the way. Now people say, "Oh, you can play and win that way." No, but I also think it's where he was drafted. I also think his style is air way raid different. offense in football in it's college too makes you look very different. Accurate. It's yeah. way yeah. different. Lamar looks different. Lamar. Doesn't care about all the commercials. He ain't trying to be the statue quarterback, even though he looks pretty damn good 
in the pocket, Jay, because mm-hmm. that's what they wanted him to do. It's almost like Giannis in basketball. Y'all wanted him to shoot jumpers. And he did it. And now he's shooting them, and you're trying to move the goalpost again on him. Or would it be not the goalpost? It would be the basket. The basket. That's why I said Giannis is the Lamar Jackson of the NBA, right? Because the goalpost does get moved. You talk about Lamar Jackson was drafted, what, 32nd, 33rd? Yeah. Giannis was drafted 15th, right? Both guys are freakishly athletic. Both guys have unorthodox games. We wanted Giannis to shoot free throws. He's gotten better over time. You want to see Lamar Jackson throw outside the numbers. He's always been able to do it to a degree, but now he's gotten better over time. And here's the one thing that people will say, well, Lamar Jackson jumps off the screen. When I watch him play, it's just so dynamic. It's so entertaining. And some people, until Giannis had his 50-point game in the NBA Finals, people didn't find Giannis to be entertaining. But let me tell you something. Those are people that don't get a chance to go to the game and watch the game. If you stand or sit courtside and you watch Giannis, you see that he's seven feet tall. (laughs) How his ass can move from side to side. The Euro steps, the dexterity with his hands around the rim, the way he can block shots, it jumps off the, the, the court. Like, it's astounding so he's a guy, to watch. He's a guy you're person. saying in person. You don't really fully appreciate it until 1, you see the physical spectacle in person. 1,000%. And by the way, here's another similarity with these guys. Giannis is a hybrid kind of player. He's sort of a big dressed up as a wing because for maybe for a, a, a wing or a point forward, he doesn't have incredible handles. But for a center, which he really is, he has the greatest handles. Like, point you know, center. it's unbelievable. Point yeah. center. And Lamar also, like, like Key, you've talked See, about Lamar. When people compare quick? him to a running back, you're like, that's okay. He he, that's an okay comparison. So just yeah. this is exactly my point. It just showed Giannis euro stepping yeah. on KD in transition and laying the ball with his left hand. And Key's reaction just looked at me and just like ah. Just wave his hands. Like, I can't rock with that. That's exactly my point. You see it on TV, you're like, ah. But when you see it in person, you're like, damn. I like it. How much ground? See, you know how I am, Jay. I like it. You eight feet tall, man. You're going to be at the rim. So it's not giving me what I'm looking for. If if Westbrook had did that or Kyrie had did that and got to the cup, I'd be like, wow, man, they got verts. They got hops. Giannis do it. It's like, yeah. And that's wrong of me. That's the way bigs are looked. In other words, that's the way like, bigs are looked. It's wrong but bigs of don't me, move like that. Like, that's the thing. Bigs don't move it. like that. I get it. But I'm looking at it, and I'm sitting there going, if James Harden did it, or even KD did it, I'd be like, cool, it looks good. That just looked too no, easy. No, way, KD doesn't move like that. I understand that. but <laughs> I just want to say, say that, that again. KD doesn't move the footwork. Like, KD's footwork is different. Like, KD's footwork is out of the, uh, like, Reverse pivot, jab, like the skill work is off the charts in that capacity. But while in transition, the way Giannis can shift his body yeah, and the muscle, it's just it's it's a different kind of footwork that KD doesn't have actually in his game because of the body frame, mm-hmm. the body type yeah, I that's I'm more not, suitable for Giannis. He's I'm unique, not Giannis. Ever yes. used to seeing a big dude do that, but when I see him do it, he's eight feet tall with a wingspan. So I'm like. Nah, that's pretty easy. All right. Opposed to somebody but it's smaller. Not I know yeah, that. I feel you. But my eyes are telling me something different. We are going to get to some calls on the Dr. Pepper call in line. We're talking about this. We're talking about some of the greatest that. QBs of all time. Some of this, some of that. Sound like a rap. You know, where the modern guys mm-hmm. land compared to them. I, it started out by me saying if Rodgers winds up in the AFC West next year, that'll be the greatest quarterback division ever. Key came up with some counterexamples. I think they're all comparable, actually. Pepe and West Palm Beach. What's going on? Good morning. I have to uh, go back to yesterday real quick. 
Jay and Max, I'm from New York, been in Florida 40-something years, but I got to say something. When I hear out of Max's mouth about the you rooting for the Dodgers, being a Yankee fan, and from Jay saying Cody Bellinger is a Mr. October like Reggie Jackson. Oh, I didn't say that. No, I, I didn't say that. Yeah. I never said he was a Mr. October like. No, he said he no, said he I said was he's the, a mini he's a mini Mr. October for us and Jay said what is that and I explained to yes. Jay Reggie Jackson was ridiculous in October. A mini Mr. October. Mini. Not the full bar but just the yeah. small bar. Nothing wrong with what he said. And by yeah. the way, me rooting for the Dodgers, let me explain something very oh, carefully. God. I lived in LA for 6 years. The Yankees <laughs> are my team 100%. If the, when your team is eliminated, you then look around, okay, if I'm going to have a rooting interest, who is it going to be? In the National League, I root for the Dodgers. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't root for You don't root for anybody. No. So you just so you just stop watching baseball? No, I didn't say I stopped watching. Well, I, I mean, you got to have some rooting interest. Yeah, I'm not yeah, I'm Dodgers out, I'm out. Sorry. I'm doing it for work. Other than that, I was I went to L.A. to host Afternoon Drive for six years. I love it. Don Mattingly was the manager. Justifying, I love it. Don Mattingly was the manager, and I don't have a National League team, so I took up the Dodgers. I have no problem with that. I'm with and they used to be from Brooklyn, but they're not anymore. See, claiming if 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 your team has if your city has two teams, you cannot root for both. You have to choose one. See, Key, you think you could root for both. If, if yours drops out, you could root for the other team from your city. No, that's no. not what I do. He would never root for the you Clippers. You said that like I a week no, ago. No, no, no. Hold on, Mexi. Just chill. Mixie, see? Messed up my name. No, I said Maxi. So, if, the, Dodge, if the, 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 the Lakers are out, I'm not touching the Clippers. I'm moving to the Bay. Right. <laughs> oh, 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 to your state still. I'm moving in the state. Okay, all right. If Fair. USC is out, I will never touch UCLA. Okay? The Dodgers are out. I don't care if the Angels win or not. The Raiders are done. You don't care or you root against them? I don't them? care. Whatever. If, if the Mets are playing, I actively root against them. I don't care. I just, whatever. I don't, the Angels is not, even though Orange County is a part of California, it's almost like a separate yeah. deal. Yeah, so yeah. I don't care. If you root for the Cubs and the Cubs aren't in it, you root against the White Sox. Yeah. That's how it works. It's but I would rather way. see my state win uh-huh. okay. than another state. Okay, I can get with that. That's fine. I can understand that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest 
with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We're asking you on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, which NBA player we're moving the goalposts on? Jay brought up Giannis, and maybe there are others. Um, moving the goalpost. You mean moving the, the basket. The, the basket. The basket the, yes. Yeah, the basket. Yes, but the goalpost goal is a yeah, universal yeah, expression. It, it doesn't no, just it work is, for football. No, it is, but I, yeah. you know, I had to yes. correct myself. Moving the, 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 moving the basket. The basket, yeah. Okay. yeah. Right. Um, Shram says, uh, easy, it's James Harden. Man gets written off every year in the goalposts move for why he isn't the MVP. This ain't even close. Here's the thing about Harden. Not really. Well, he's won MVP. He's won MVP. Yeah, yeah no, no. Well, really. people get mad because some people feel like LeBron should have won MVP that year that James Harden won it. Is that what yeah, he's saying? Yeah, but James, no, he's saying James Harden doesn't get enough credit oh. with the things that he does. He doesn't get enough credit. He should consistently win MVPs, and that's not true. Man, How many call, damn MVPs you go get a bit? We call this man the most innovative player the game has yeah. ever seen. Here's my issue with Harden, and I thought Uh-oh. he was the best player game for game in the regular season last year. I thought easily he was the best player game for game. I was so impressed. But in a league where you have 30 teams and 16 well, make right. the playoffs, and now an additional two make the play-in, so you have the, the season's over, and you got 20 out of 30, two-thirds of the league is still playing. The, you cannot make a determination on the most valuable player till the end of the postseason because the games are that's where the games get meaningful and most teams get there. And if you're an MVP, of course your team's going to be a top told, ten but team. But that's what I told Jay last year or this past season. I was like, won't they just do the voting when the playoffs is over? No doubt. I'm with you on that. No doubt. And if you did that, Harden wouldn't get MVP. That's my issue. Those wow. are the highest leverage games because Harden has consistently not been as good as he normally is in the playoffs. He has too many, too many. Well. You can say that. Help me out here, Jay, because if, if I can remember his playoff runs in Houston. They got to the NBA couple, Finals a couple times, with yeah. the exception of the fact when they were up 3-1 versus Golden State and they lost that one, uh, which was an epic collapse. I, I, I hear what you're saying, though, Max, but also recognizing that 
Like LeBron James, you can make a case that LeBron James should win a lot more MVPs than what he's won. Yes. Right? Yes. Because LeBron single-handedly has carried a lot of teams to the championship. To the championship. Yeah. Yes. But James Harden's got him pretty damn close, man. Harden's – no one's arguing For the Harden's style not a of great play player. and the amount of minutes he's had to play and the lows that he's had to carry. Yeah, maybe outside – maybe, maybe outside of LeBron in the playoffs, dude is right there. I mean, the, the, the normal cast of characters, Jay – LeBron, Katie, Steph, those are your perennial playoff guys. Kawhi was in the mix a little bit there. But those are your perennial playoff dudes from, from beginning to end for the most part. Those are the ones that's cooking. The, no doubt. But the point is until the end of the season, the real season, meaning the postseason, you just don't know who the MVP is. And, like, so you take a team like Golden State. They were so stacked, LeBron didn't have a shot. No one had a shot against that Golden State team. Harden got close. You're right, Jay. He deserves a lot of credit for that. They got to a game seven. Then he went ice cold, and they lost. Dude, but he's right? averaged 27 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, and five rebounds, and 85 playoff games. But that's everything is off his normal numbers. Like, there are players who yeah, are great tick, and do though. more than a tick. No, he, yeah, he's averaging. What's his, what's his regular season career average, Jay? I don't know what the career average is, but it's legitimately up there. I, I legitimately just, up there I, at 30. I, okay, so let's say it's at 30. Max. That's a tick off. Well, we could look it up. Yeah, it's not. He so, not but, but wait, Max. You, yep. So you're saying So you're saying no, you only name the MVP for the person that wins the championship? That's no, 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 no. That's, no, no, that's different. So, for no, example. No, he's saying, he's saying that throughout he, the regular I, no, no, season I, 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 into no, the I get postseason. It. I get it, but his numbers are still off the charts in the playoffs. What you're saying yeah. No, not they, off the charts. They're really good. They, they they come down off his like twenty seven is not, not off the charts. But it's not it's, on, it's not an issue of his career average wait, is twenty five. Career average start, also when he was a six man. I mean, look what he did in his prime. He's giving you thirty six, eight and seven almost on average, and then that comes down. His in the career playoffs. average is twenty five. Yeah, his but career that, average right, is twenty five. But that includes when he was a young dude coming off the bench. That doesn't matter. So wait, it does. wait, wait, go back. Go, tell yeah. me, what's your argument again? My I, argument I is when James Harden hit his prime uh-huh. and became an MVP caliber player, yes. he was one level in the regular season, which was sometimes the best player in basketball. But MVP should actually reflect that. And what everyone knew by the end of the season, given what transpired in the postseason, is he's not as good as LeBron James. LeBron James had more value because Harden's performance in the playoffs when he was in his peak – when He's still once in his he hit peak. prime levels, <laughs> right? Once he hit his it, prime it, levels, but consistently it, came down in the playoffs. So is your argument that LeBron James deserves more MVPs than what he actually has? Absolutely. Well, I'm, well, I'm in agreement with yeah, you. Yeah, on that. Of course. Yeah, and, and, I no, agree. and also, but I'm, I'm not going to allow you on national TV and radio to diminish how special of a talent James Harden is because his numbers went off a, a tick. No, a tick. It's, it's, it's I mean, with the exception of an epic collapse, I get the epic collapse. I get that. Yeah, I mean, being up three to one against Golden State, I mean that, that was a hard collapse. Like think about it, he in one season, I believe he only averaged thirty five in one season. It was his high. Thirty five. No, led, I, well, I can look. I'm looking at He's the numbers now. He's averaging twenty seven in the playoffs. He led. There were three seasons in Houston where he was over thirty points a game and led the league in in scoring, multiple Third, scoring champs. But also the, even the advanced numbers, he was a more efficient player and a better player in the regular season than the playoffs. Can we talk there about the roster in which he was doing that with, and how well, far they went? 
No doubt. He deserves credit for that. But you also you have to weigh everything together. And when you do, by the end of the year, you come to the conclusion he wasn't really the MVP this year. LeBron was or KD was or someone else was, which is why he's not considered Harden's but, but, not considered but, but, the best player in basketball. But can't you factor he in? He ain't considered it, the best player in basketball because of KD and damn LeBron. Right. But can't you also factor That's my in? Point. Can't you also factor in for KD who KD was playing with? On those teams, sure. like playing with Steph and Draymond. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 no doubt. Like that's a. So I, I, that's what you're so saying. They, they get to the championship game. You're saying, well, James doesn't deserve Here's, to get the credit so because he went against though, a super team. Wait, Jay, let me ask yes, you this. So you're if right I about took, that. If I took Katie off Golden State and I placed Harden in there, what would happen? They would win championships. They kill everybody. They okay, destroy so everybody. they kill everybody. What, what are we doing? That's what. Yeah. No, no. That's what. Okay. So let. Let, I'm not talking about KD. The reason KD You're didn't get as LeBron. much credit for winning championships in Golden State as some other guys got is because once you drop an MVP player onto that Warriors team that had just won 73 games and came within a possession of winning the title, that, that team basically can't lose. Your best argument for Harden is the one you made. Harden took a Rockets team against that stacked Warriors team with KD and got to a Game 7. That's the best Harden argument there is. Now, he went cold in Game 7. The he did go cold did. in Game 7. The whole seven. team did, but they were also down Chris Paul. And I think they would have won that game had I they agree, had Chris they Paul. Won that, That's agree. the best Harden argument. There were a lot of other postseasons where you go, damn, you know, that. Well, Chris Paul has struggled throughout that I, whole series. I, I yeah, yeah, ain't no difference game. between 27 and 30 to me. But anyway, let's take a call. Rick in Louisville. You're on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Or not. Rick. <laughs> King says on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, Russell Westbrook easily goalposts being moved. No explanation needed. He's an MVP and a winner, but he gets killed because of the way he plays, which is dumb because he plays hard every play and has been effective over the years. Solid. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, solid. I mean, Giannis and Russell Westbrook are the two guys that you never need to worry about what kind of energy they bring to the table each and every night. And I think people undermine how difficult that is to do on a day-to-day basis Westbrook with their is, talent. Westbrook is my favorite player. I'm not saying he's the best, but he's my favorite because of that. It's like watching a Mike Tyson fight. Ding, ding, round one. That dude is coming at you, and he will never stop. All right, let's take another call. Good idea. Greg in Florida. You're on with Keyshawn J. Willimax, ESPN Radio. Or not. Come on, Greg. <laughs> What's up with the calls today? Like, we got a whole – Pat, do you know how to operate the board? I mean, like, come on, man. I mean, I don't know. I screen the calls. They sit there. We go to them, and they don't answer. What all right, take do? another call. You got to tell them, be ready. Can when you hear me? Oh, there, oh, right, there you go. go. Welcome to the party, Greg. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Roll up Jay your Will. window. I thought I was roll roll up your window. Hold on, Greg. What what you say? How about I was born out of Memphis? He a young boy, Memphis. and they keep boy moving the basket on him. He's been there for two years. John Morant? Yes, sir. He don't be the Nate and better than Jordan. Trust that. Well, better than who? Wait, All right. But, uh, <laughs> go get some barbecue. I, I, it's hard for me to make the argument that the goalposts are moving for Ja Morant because he's so young in his career. Ain't no goalposts moving for no like, job, man. Stop. He's coming, though, man. He coming. You see, no you see him last either? night? He's coming. Yeah, I saw that dunk. What happened to the other call? By the way, Jordan, just because we're on the topic real quick, he had the highest scoring average in the history of basketball, right? 30.1 points a game. He's a guard in, in, in an era where they in didn't the shoot a lot of threes. In the playoffs, his scoring average went up. And I'm looking at 33.4. Mm. The greatest ever, 
against better competition when it mattered most got even better. That's the highest level there is. You do realize he's shooting more, too. I don't know what the, I don't know why. Who's making Yates? You better stop making those sounds about hey, bro, Michael like Jordan. He, he's shooting more. Hairs, bro, he, I mean, I'm part. Come on, though, man. I've already, already said this. I'm part of the camp. I think LeBron James, LeBron James is the greatest player the game has ever seen. I, 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 just, I just, just for the record, Michael Jordan never played with another All-Star until Scottie Pippen made an All-Star game, right? That was the first time he played with one other All-Star. They took the Pistons, who were the defending champs, to Game 7. They lost because Pippen had a migraine. Pippen had a migraine. I, man, I'm going to lay out. Let me score two points. After that, let me just finish the thought. After that, Jordan never didn't win the title again in under seven games. You go, Jay. You won All-Star. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. The game of basketball, mm-hmm. is it better now than it's ever been before? The talent? Yes, I would say so, yeah. Okay. So winning against this talent, how do you compare that to the talent of the past? I would say it's, how, how it's would, what I told you earlier. It's you can judge people against how they played against their contemporaries. Now, but, you can say who were their contemporaries, but it's not like that was a bad league. It was a good league. It's not like it was like the league that Wilt Chamberlain dominated. It was a much better league than that. I get it. I wasn't born when Wilt was playing. I'm not even going to go into this whole LeBron. We've had this conversation yeah, so many times about LeBron, too, yeah. Michael Jordan. I'm not even going to dig into no, it. No, no, you're right. There's, I'm not going to dig into it anymore. No, no, no there's, there's your, no. Your, your turn to go. Go ahead. <laughs> no, because yes. no, 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 I don't, no, want, I don't no, want to no, have no. arguments. We're not right. first take. All right. right. We, so we, we don't have, have civil we discourse. Have we just we'll agree that Jordan was the greatest and we'll leave it at that. Because that will turn into the whole damn show. You and I will go the whole damn show about that. It's really hard for me to listen to you guys talk about basketball. That's all. We're going to continue this conversation about the goalposts being moved on Giannis. The callers keep taking us in other directions. If they pick up or yes, right. push if they the right say button. something, if they if they say something, it's always not on topic. Plus, if the Bucks have the ability to repeat as champions, Jay, that's after Sports Center. Now it's time to get off the evergreen or who's better than who and get back to what's going on today, guys. Uh, Lisa Byington, Bucks TV announcer, joins us via the Goodyear hotline. Brought to you by Goodyear, with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. Lisa is also. The first woman to be a full-time play-by-play announcer for NBA games. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Great to Bright have and early you. from Miami. <laughs> how, but how excited uh, are you going into your first season of the Bucks play-by-play announcer? Well, I mean, obviously, you guys can can imagine. Super excited. I mean. First and foremost, uh, you know, the Bucks are, are obviously the, the top of the NBA world in winning the championship last year, but they, there's a reason why they went about it the right way, and they've just been a, a first-class organization. I walked in media day training camp kind of at the end of September, and I was looking around, and I, I, I told a couple of Bucks employees in the front office, and I just said, you know, there's, there's just no era, era or, or just a feeling of – um, entitlement with these guys, you know, um, for, for a situation that might not be easy to walk into, I would say that this franchise has made it very, very easy for me to walk into. Lisa, do you think this opportunity that you've gotten is going to open a door to other female broadcasters to be the voice of respective NBA or NFL teams? Well, you hope so, right? I mean, a, a week after, I think it's just a shift in mentality. A week after the Bucks made this hire, the 76ers hire Kate Scott. Yep. Um, we've already seen, you know, Beth Moen's calling some NBA games this year, right, uh, for, for ESPN. And so it's a trickle-down effect. And, and I really believe in terms of of being ahead in terms of just progress. I think the NBA, um, it, it's got to start with professional leagues, in my opinion, 
whether it's the NBA, whether it's the NFL, whether it's Major League Baseball, because it's going to be a trickle-down effect. And, and I think the NBA has been at the forefront with, with a lot of that. Um, in, in terms of just looking like how can we become more diverse? Um, how can we represent what what America looks like in the hires that we make? And and it's not just with broadcasters; it's with officials, it's with coaches, it's with front office. Um, and, and the NBA has, has sort of taken the lead role on that, in my opinion, versus some of the other professional leagues across the country. Lisa, how much confidence does this Bucks team have going into the season? Uh, defending their championship when you have the likes of the Brooklyn Nets hanging around, the Lakers potentially, Golden State, and other teams coming out of the East? You know what? It's a great question, and it's it's something when I sat down uh, next to uh, my broad, my broadcast partner, Marcus Johnson, and the first day of training camp, and, and we're watching them practice. And first of all, out of the gates, they were going five on five. You know, there was no like skill training or anything on, on day one, which I love to see. So they were, they were going to go after it um, the second that they hit the court. But I'm sitting next to Marcus Johnson, and, and he's watched this team so closely um, in, in the last few years. And he leans over to me and he says, you know, they just got like this, this cool, calm, collected swagger to them. Like everything's going to be okay, you know. And and you look at the guys. And first of all, their demeanor. Uh, it, it's it's very even keel, right? With their leaders from Giannis to Chris Middleton to Drew Holiday. Um, they're not going to be the guys that are going to get too high or too low. Um, and on top of that, so you add that kind of demeanor to your leaders. And then you add a championship where they've already have that under their belt. And, and I just, you know, they, they're okay with people picking against them. They're okay with people saying they're the third best team in the East. Um, if I remember right, I think they did okay kind of being the number three seed last year. Lisa, in game six of the NBA Finals versus the Phoenix Suns, Giannis had 50 points, 14 rebounds, and was 17 and 19 from the free throw line, something that a lot of people criticize him on uh, most of his career. Why do you think this man is still not appreciated the way he should be appreciated in the history of the greats in this game? Well, because I think he's still really young, you know, and and I think he's still really developing. Uh, you know, we've seen maybe in the last few games of preseason, and preseason is preseason, right? But I think we even saw flashes of it in their opener against the Nets, that, that he's constantly working on his outside shot. So there are, are different pieces. He was not the superstar to come into the league when he was drafted, right? He was undersized. He wasn't as strong, didn't have the kind of skill set that he has now. So each and every year, Jason, he's, he's kind of added to his repertoire of stuff. So, so we're only scratching the surface right now of what Giannis can do. And, and I, I really believe, you know, in the short, short offseason, what we've had like a 90-day offseason, uh, but he went back to work, and he's worked on that outside shot. And so I think that's just going to be another tool um, to, his, uh, to his toolbox that we'll see a little bit more this year. So we're only seeing the beginning of Giannis. So let's have that conversation maybe, you know, three years or five years down the line and talk about maybe Giannis as a whole now that he's developed his body Mm-hmm. and that he's developed his game a little bit more in the last few years. Yeah, Lisa, he is relatively young, but yet experienced in the NBA, winning MVPs, championships, things of that nature. But yet and still, it feels like, and we've had this conversation all morning long, on people moving the goalposts on Giannis, 
And it seems like it continues to keep happening, even though we saw the way he played Tuesday night. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, well, he needs to do this, he needs to do that, instead of just saying, well, you know what, he is like one of the top dudes to ever do it. Yeah, but but isn't that what, what MJ had to face, right, with, with, with some of the, the different parameters? Well, well, Michael can't do this. Michael can't play defense. Michael can't hit that outside shot consistently. I think we've seen it with LeBron, too. And I think that's just for right or for wrong. I think that's just the nature of, of fandom, right, or, mm-hmm. or covering, covering the league. Like, we're all so cynical of what people cannot do that we don't appreciate what they're doing in front of us right now. And, and you know what? That's okay. Like, Giannis is fueled by that. And so um, I think if you asked Giannis, he would say, keep bringing it. Keep telling me what I can't do, and then I'll show you that I can. Um, and, and that is when we talk about superstars in the league, whether they are playing right now or in the past, isn't that what has made them great is when they have tried to prove people wrong. You know, um, and, and I think Giannis is, is right there on the list and doing exactly that. Lisa Byington, ladies and gentlemen, Bucks TV voice, the first woman to be a full-time play-by-play announcer for NBA games. Thanks for jumping on with us, Lisa. Appreciate it. Thanks, Lisa. Congratulations. A, yeah, thank you. It's a pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me on. I Likewise. appreciate it. Um, guys, are the Dallas Cowboys winning in spite of Mike oh, McCarthy? Gosh. God, Key loves these kind of topics. That's coming up. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance, brought to you by Capital One. Getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit is another reason banking with Capital One is one of the easiest decisions in the history of decisions. That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Hey, Terms yo! apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank, Capital One N.A., member FDIC. All right, the Cowboys continue to win, and yet their coach continues to be criticized. I'm shocked that the Cowboys coach is criticized. Not me. Key? That was a bad play call by the Cowboys coach uh, in overtime. Oh, wait. He never. He wasn't the one who made the call, huh? So I know Key in our morning meeting begged us, we need to do this topic. I need to talk about whether or not Mike McCarthy, they're winning in spite of Mike McCarthy. Crazy. That's it? Just crazy? People are crazy. They're 5-1. and They're 5-1. and The dude is doing something right. Stop looking at what happened at the end of the Aaron Rodgers marriage in yesterday in a pandemic. Like, stop. Can I pose a scenario? Gosh. For the sake of moving on from this conversation but still tying it all in together. Let's say Dallas Cowboys have a good year. They win a division. They get to second round of playoffs. Okay. And it gets down to a critical juncture in the game where Mike McCarthy does mismanage the clock. And everybody thinks that that's a game that the Cowboys should have won. I know this is hypothetical, but we're doing it for the sake of radio. That next day, depending upon how bad the mismanagement of the clock is, how would you feel about where the Dallas Cowboys should go after that? Will you have confidence that they should move forward with a guy like Mike McCarthy, even though they've been un- they won those games, and they even though there's been slight mismanagement, they still won. Like, where would your mind be after that juncture if that were to hypothetically happen? Nothing. I wouldn't have. You'd just be fine. You'd be fine. You'd be like, all right, Mike it, McCarthy's still our coach it, moving it, forward. It, it, would it, you not think about Kellen Moore? No. Okay. No. Okay. I think a lot of people would. Because think- I don't think he's going. First of all, I don't think that anything that people want to point out and say mismanaged. So I guess Brandon Staley, the other, last Sunday, went for it on fourth down. So that was the wrong call. He should have did that. Right? He didn't get it, so he shouldn't have did yeah, it. But, but getting prior to that, he was doing it, they and they were getting, were getting it. And then McCarthy backed up. He goes for it. It's a problem. End of the game. He decides to call a timeout. Overtime. Kick a field goal. They make it. Okay. People that – look, when you have a problem with someone, you will find anything to be, turn it into a negative. And this is what is happening with Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. People are waiting for the bottom to fall out. As I said the other day, I don't give a damn. I'm going to the Super Bowl regardless. I will be there. I don't need the Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl. I'm going. This is. I this have no rooting interest. But I do know when you start trying to find little, little, the littlest things to create a problem for a coach that is winning is ridiculous. Right. This is why I like Jay's question. Now give me a second here because I need to, I need to explain where quick. I'm coming from. No, no. You, Key, you're a very intelligent person. Really? I and, need you to tell me that? J- well, I don't know if you need me to, but since I'm the guy who decides these things, maybe it's good that I say that. Now, the point is, the point is that sports can become almost like a religious argument. What do I mean by that? When we were arguing MJ against LeBron before, no amount of Disgusting. facts from either side – is going to change your mind. That means you're, you have an undisprovable hypothesis. Science is about you come up with a hypothesis that you can disprove, 
right? So if the evidence goes against you, you, go, okay, we were wrong about this. Sports is much more like religion in that we believe things. No matter what amount of evidence, this is what I believe, you're not going to make me feel any different. So when Jay brings up the clock management, being an intelligent sports, not, not only former athlete at a very high level, but fan now and, and media member, Jay is saying, what if the evidence Arthur. comes in? What, an author, not to mention a, an acclaimed author of important books about social justice in the sports arena. But and that's for real. The Forgotten First. Check it out by Keyshawn Johnson. The point is that if Jay is saying, if there's now a new piece of evidence later, do you have a religious point of view about this? I believe what I believe, and that's how I believe. Or are you more of a scientist about this? Here's a new piece of evidence. This is going to change my thinking. If Mike McCarthy mismanages the clock and they lose in the playoffs, does that piece of evidence factor into your judgment? Yes, but I don't believe that that will be the case. I don't believe that. It's Again, I could go back to baseball. Very student baseball played the game. If something happens in the second inning, by the time we get to the eighth inning and the game is over, you never hear the announcer say what happened in the second inning, even though he said this is going to cost the team. If you can pick holes in many different cases, I can right now, the greatest coach that I've ever seen do it in Bill Belichick, I can go to a game and say to you, if they didn't go for it, they would have gone for it, if they would have punted here rather than go for it and miss it, they would have won the game if they would have just punted. I can do that. That was mismanagement. Bill Belichick, I don't remember exactly what year it was. Several years ago, they played Indianapolis Colts. They go for it. Kevin Falk barely misses the first down by that much. If they would have punted, they probably could have won the game because three and out, Tom Brady gets the ball back. They're in a better field position. You can couch it any way you want to. I just don't understand why well, do we have to poke holes in a team you do that has run Five in a runoff. You do understand, because they're the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, but that's ridiculous, though. No, but it's not ridiculous. Yes, it is. It's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. I, I, I hear your reasoning about why you think it's ridiculous, because, you know, look, we should treat them like every other team. The fact is, like, they are the most talked about team probably in the history of sports, right? We, we talk about them mm. even when they've been down. Like, they still dominate conversations, regardless of whether people like it or not. Like, they are the hot subject every single year. So, that's why I say I know you don't believe it will happen, but if it does. Well, then I'll deal with it when it does. Fair, fair. I know you I'm will. Not, I'm not I about you to will. keep on every day yeah, I know. talking about the same damn thing about, oh, you know, he mismanaged the game. They just won. The hell's wrong with people? This is – Jay, I think, makes another good point in the sense, Key, that Two good everyone, wants, everyone wants people to be looking at them, right? Like the Cowboys like the shine. They like the attention. They like the press. It means bigger business. You're more famous if you play for them, et cetera. Well, when people look at you, when people look at you, criticism, the idea that, that, that we can all critique people is based on the idea that a cat can look at a king. Like no matter what you say, oh, who are you to judge that person? I'm just a cat. I can look at a king and make my own judgment. The Cowboys are the king of football media coverage. I hope they go 16 and A lot of cats are going to judge them. 80. Just because it, it makes no sense. But Let them lose judge them. because of him. And then we can have that conversation. Until then, miss me with that. Get cool. us out of here, Max. Why, tonight job. might be the most important game of Baker Mayfield's career. He's not even playing in it. KJM on ESPN Radio and now moving to ESPN News.
Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.